What's up, guys, and welcome back to Beyond the Void Horror Podcast. What's up, guys? It's episode 93, and today we picked up a couple of uh, odd gems that we, one of which we really wanted to do, and another one I just have been meaning to do. So, did we? Did we really want to do them? Ah, uh, well, after we had our one of our friends on Don and Ellie, and he uh, he actually was mentioning the the Mystics of Bali, and I had seen it. But it had been so long, I, I just had forgotten about it. So I thought, well, let's watch that. Like, <laughs> well, I literally every week I'm like, what do we do? What do we do? So we're going to be watching Mystics of Bali and... House. Or House. 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 That's what they say in the beginning. House. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> but yeah, guys, so we're going to be dipping into some weird shit again. If you guys enjoyed that one where we did with the Boxer's Omen or something like that, we're, we're along the same lines of what the fuck is that? <laughs> uh, what the fuck, Japan? What the fuck, Japan? <laughs> what the fuck, Indonesia? But we're not going to call it that because, yeah, because there's like one from Indonesia, one from uh, Japan. Yeah. So, uh, but how are you been? How's things going? How you been? I've been good. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, we had, uh, we had a pretty big week last week. A lot of people were writing us and stuff. and Oh, I'm sure. Really moved by the episode, so I'm really glad to hear that. I'm glad you guys enjoyed that, so. Thanks. But this week, we've, you know, it's been a while since Britney's been on for like a full episode. For a full episode. Right. So it's like, fuck. And, and, uh, and one of my buddies was like, hey, why don't you let me come on? And I was like, uh, I was like, you know what? I haven't had a real episode with Britney in a while. We need it. So <laughs> I want to have this with her. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, other than that, I've just, I went to go see Infinity War. Avengers Infinity War, which is like the most like depressing Marvel movie, apparently. Yeah. That's what I've been hearing. Yeah. I I don't want to spoil anything for anybody, but there's some pretty funny memes out there that I've seen (laughs) involving it. And I don't uh, understand them, but I know that they're probably funny. (laughs) And and before you guys like, don't worry, I'm not going to spoil anything, but there is one line in the movie that involves one word that I will say. And when you guys see it, or if you've already seen it, you might laugh. I don't know. I fucking lost it in the theater. <laughs> and, and it was like a really tragic part, you know, like I shouldn't have laughed, but I couldn't help it. There's a part where someone goes, Steve, <laughs> I was like crying in the theater. I was laughing so hard because it was so ridiculous. Anyway, I don't know who Steve is. You'll you'll see when you see the movie you'll know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, I, I was told I have to watch like ten other movies before I can watch this one to, for it to make sense to me. So. Well, I would just watch Civil War. You'll be fine. Yeah, Civil War is fine. We'll see. 
But anyway, yeah, <laughs> I still have Deadpool 2 to watch. Uh, we want to see the Han Solo story. And then we're going to go see Upgrade tomorrow, technically Friday. So like three days ago for you guys. Friday. Yeah. So I'm excited for that. I can't wait. Lee Wannell's, uh Upgrade looks fucking fun. It does look fun. So you didn't do anything else? Uh, I w- we were really busy last weekend because it was Memorial Day or whatever. So, yeah, we did a bunch of stuff. We went to a bunch of different like little barbecues and pool parties and shit. So oh, cool. I saw the pictures of the pool party. Yeah. Oh, from Johnny's. Yeah, house? you were like, yeah. I want to live in a pool. Oh yeah, I said that, and then like everybody came to my rescue, and they were like, "Let's go swimming this weekend," and I was like, "Yes." <laughs> and I did, but I went swimming at night <laughs> both times because I don't do the sun. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I think it might be that time. Horse shots! All right, guys, we're back to do the horror shots. And today, Brittany's going to tell us that, but I, we want to tell you something really, uh, something about the horror shots. That might be changing here. We're still kind of up on the air what we might be filling this segment with. But both of us, coincidentally, are trying to cut out alcohol from our life diet for the most part. Now, this is one tough for me because I tend to drink when I feel anxiety a little bit. Yeah. So oftentimes when Same. we do when we do this podcast... Uh, although I feel way more comfortable with it now because we've done it for so long. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also when I stream sometimes, I tend to drink a lot. But it's it's affected my body in some weird way. And I looked up all these symptoms and it might have something to do with my liver. So I'm going to be taking a cleanse while Brittany... Uh, it's fucking with my weight loss, guys. So I've lost 100 pounds over the last couple months and now I've been stuck at the same weight. And I need to try something different. So, and don't worry, guys. We're not going to do grass shots or some dumb weird oh, thing. Oh, yeah, like we're not that. pieces of shit. Yeah, so. like we may still do it. I don't know. Just not every week. Yeah, I like for me. I'm not going to be drinking for 30 days or more. 45 is my my. I yeah, want to shoot monster. for. Yeah, like I'm going to be doing strict vegetarian, no meat, because like part of the liver thing is, is you can't have meat, you can't have processed foods, even cheese is bad. Yeah, with dairy. Uh, I heard dairy is not a good thing either, um, but we may be okay with that. And then, then I have to take like milk thistle and stupid shit like um, that. I always take milk thistle before I, before I go out drinking. I'm going to have to take it three times a day. Yeah, that shit's awesome. And if that didn't warm your hearts for the shots we're about to tell you, yeah. the reason we wanted to tell you guys this little thing real quick was because we're we're basically going to be on hiatus with the horror shots until we figure out something better in place of it. If you guys have any ideas and you think would be a, a, a topic or segment that we could do in place of it, that might be just a fun thing. It's really tough for me because horror shots is like, okay, it's begun. No, I agree. I, like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to miss it. But. Yeah. You know, we got to be adults like, sometimes. I, I've always wanted to be like, you know, Wayne from... <laughs> Party on, Wayne. Wayne's World. Party on, Garth. <laughs> I'm totally kidding, but that's what it always reminds me of. Yeah. Uh, so we'll figure something out. So today, in lieu of missing all these horror shots for you guys, until we figure something out, we're going to be taking basically a double shot of this drink. And Brittany came up with the ingredients of what she's calling... A Mac Attack. Booyah! And why is it a Mac attack, Brittany? It's called a Mac attack because if, when you watch or if you've seen House or Houseu, right? From 1977, Haosu? not Haosu? the fucking 80s one. Did I say it right? 
Halsu, 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 whatever. There is a character named Mac, short for stomach. She's like the fat one in the group, but she's not even fat, but whatever. Wait, short for stomach? Stomach. Yeah, I have a tidbit about that. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. I was like, we'll get into that later. Yeah, we'll get into that later. (laughs) But yeah, so there's a part where she has this whole thing with this watermelon. She loves watermelon. She buys this giant watermelon. The refrigerator is supposedly broken, so she puts it down the well to cool, right? So later when she goes to get it, she never comes back, and the girls go to find her. And she goes to pull the watermelon out because she still feels it's heavy on the string. She goes to pull it out, and then it's Mac's head that comes out and attacks. I think it was fantasy. Bites her on the ass. Bites her on the ass. (laughs) And so, hence... Mac, Mac attack. attack. All right. So, what are what is in a Mac attack, Brittany? Ninety nine watermelons. So we're gonna um, take one full shot in this, and if you guys want to do this with us as a uh, a send off to the horror shots for us, yeah. Do the do it as a double shot. Double shot. Yeah. So ninety nine watermelons. Hold on, let me pour it in both. Hence, watermelon because she loves watermelon. Right. We were gonna use watermelon vodka, but yes, yeah, we didn't want to buy a whole bottle and then just have it sit for like a month and a half. Right. And then fireball. One Did shot of each. One shot of each. So two parts, technically, fireball. And for, for by the way, I got to mention, for people who don't like fireball, we sure do drink a lot of it. Oh, we do. It's good <laughs> in a shot. <laughs> What's that? It's good in a shot, like mixed with Oh, yeah. Stuff. No, no, no. I'm not arguing. But by itself, fuck no. And the last ingredient is cranberry juice. So you're going to put in basically an ounce of cranberry juice yep. in each. It's so this the- is pretty much like a mixed drink, but we're going to slam it. Yeah, so we did the cranberry juice because Alex has a UTI. Ha! And <laughs> I do not. <laughs> what the no, fuck? I said kidding. I got liver problems, not, not UTI. No, it, I, I got cottage clot of the dick, guys. Is what she's trying to say. Clot. That's disgusting. That's gonorrhea. No, it's not. <laughs> Yeast infection, isn't that what? Oh. It is? Oh, that's, <laughs> that's cottage cottage of the vagina. I'm sorry, guys. We, disgusting. We've really devolved anyway, here a little bit. I said cranberry juice because it's red and blood. So I feel like go. this should have ice, but we're it just should gonna... have ice. It should probably be chilled. Oh, it smells good. It does. It smells really it smells good, really guys. Good. It smells like watermelon. Like I was like scared. I was like maybe I shouldn't smell it, and then I was like, ooh, that smells good. Yeah. So. <laughs> So uh, instead of cheersing, we'll just uh, give a send off <laughs> in honor of horror shots. I, I stuck my tongue in it. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? It's whew. So to oh, horror shots. This is gonna be fun. May you not be forgotten. We will bring you back at some point. Horror shots. When we're in, we're not. Yeah, let's do it one more time. Horror shots. something going on in my mouth I don't chug drinks so <sighs> oh I drank the whole thing I know you did I'm just like there's a lot going on opens your throat like to get that. yeah it really does I uh the back of my tongue is on fire from the fireball I think it's the 99 watermelon that shit's strong oh. 99 anything is always harsh this is literally the last drink I'm having. Tastes like gasoline. Uh, before uh, watermelon. Flavor. The next drink. This is the last one. This is your last for drink like a month and a half. half. I'm gonna, yeah. Fuck, no. guys! What do I do? I'm gonna just have to like, I, you know what? I'll just we'll just do horror shots, and it'll be like different like types of heroin that we shoot. <laughs> 
great. <laughs> you hear that, kids? Get your yeah. BTV needles out. Borrow your parents' diabetes If you needles. don't have one of your own, share with your friends. Yeah. <laughs> That's so bad. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, for all of you new listeners who found the heartwarming and endearing <laughs> uh, episode that we had last week, uh, we apologize, but uh, podcasts are like a box of chocolates. You never go, you never know what you're going to get until you listen to one. So. Thanks, Forrest Gump. Thanks, Forrest. You can go to longlivethevoid.com and check out our hashtag horror shot section now. Horse shots! That's it for horse shots! We're gonna go ahead and jump into our new segment called The Fucking News! Here is the fucking news! Alright guys, we're back to do the news and today... We have some information about some releases that are coming out. A lot of stuff that's mostly just releases today. Um, I tried to include a bunch of different stuff, but there was some stuff coming out. And since I'm a collector of, of Blu-rays and, and DVDs and such, uh, even VHS, there is Brain Dead. Sweet. Is getting a Blu-ray release, not the Peter Jackson UK version. We're talking about Brain Space Dead, which is with Bill Paxton. And Bill Pullman. Mm -hmm. It's getting a Blu-ray release on Scream Factory in September. Uh, There is no official details on the extras and stuff that are going to be in it. I don't think this is going to be one of those ones that they're going to go bananas on. But they might actually have some back, uh, some like like a like a mini doc in the in the extras. I wouldn't be surprised, and probably some you know commentary or something. Because I would love to hear it. Because it's just too bad that Bill Paxton wasn't able to, to oh, be God, a part of it. Died. Yeah. yeah, it was last How year. Many, about a year last, ago. I feel like it was, it was about a year ago. ago. Yeah. Oh, it's so sad. Yeah. So many people have died that I forgot about. And God. if you guys haven't seen this movie, though, seriously, you need to get on it. And maybe just at least just trust me on this. We've we've gone over this movie. I think we watched the brain brain dead and then the other brain dead for my birthday. It was the Alex's birthday bash like two years ago or like a year and a half ago. I think you're right. I did that and I picked that movie and I just loved it. Um, also, by the time you're hearing this, guys, Upgrade, the movie by Lee Wannell is out. So I'm super stoked to see that. We're actually going to go see that tomorrow. Yeah. I'm super excited about that. It's not necessarily horror, but God damn, is it not gory? Jesus Christ. There was some like. I wish I could go with you. Guys. Exploding heads. Wait, what time shit. are you going? Uh, I don't know yet. I think one or two. Oh, fuck you. I'm at work. Yeah. No, we go during the I'm day. Like, damn it. We don't have any. We don't have plans tomorrow night. We don't ever go at night anymore. Suck, <laughs> we hate it. Suck a dick. Alex. We hate when people are around just ruining the experience. So. Oh, I hate humans, so that's why I don't go to the movies. For whatever reason, though, I thought this movie was going to be out on VOD, like digital. Um, but I guess it's just in theaters. It's gotten some a lot of attention. So they're going to try to give it a theatrical run. So interesting. I mean, it, it, I, I don't see anything wrong with it. Yeah. I just want to be closer to owning it because <laughs> I already know I'm going to love it. Um, also in the news. The news. Sorry. Dead by Daylight, the video game, is finally getting its clown as one of the killers Shut in up. the game. Yes. We've been asking for this since the game came out. 
I, I know I have. I know a lot of people have wanted to have a clown in there. I know when they were asking for different characters, I always saw a clown pop up. I so want a clown in everything. They got this like pretty cool looking clown too. He's like one of those like old sad clown ones. Cute. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Like with the bald head and he's yes. like just frowning kind of and his face is all. Yeah, here it is. He's just kind of slumpy. Old timey clown. He's got like circus gear on, but he's got the like blue. No, he's so cute. He's got like the blue, uh, you know. I uh, love it. I love it. What do you call it? Five o'clock shadow sort of mouth. Yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah, he looks really sad. <laughs> but I, I just wonder if he's going to like giggle and shit. Uh, so for those of you who play the game and maybe have seen me play the game in the past, um, they also have another character that's going to be coming out as one of the survivors that you can play named Kate Denson. Yeah, I, I don't think anybody's really worried about that one so much. Um, I think that's just like kind of like putting the birthday candles on the cake, you know. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, are you guys excited about this? Do you guys play Dead by Daylight? I'm excited about clown anything. Right. In other video game news, if some of you guys had heard about the game called Terror Drome, it was a fighting game back in like, I think it was like 2009. I don't even remember, but they made this fighting game with Pumpkinhead, Jason, Michael Myers, Chucky, Sweet. like all these, oh, a Candyman, the Sweet. Scream guy, like all these different characters that you could be. Uh, oh, and... um. Ghostface killer. Leatherface, right? stuff like that. <laughs> Long before any other games had it. But the same people that are bringing you that, that brought you that, are putting out another fighting game that looks way better graphically. It's not like just like picture cutouts and things like that. They actually have, it's called Terrordrome Reign of Legends. They're going to be basically revamping and redoing a lot of the classic monster characters uh, one of the examples, they have a video up now, and I'll post the link to it. They have Sasquatch versus Frankenstein. Neat. Uh, some of the other characters, which is, it's really kind of hard to see. Uh, it looks like you got some, like, weird demon creature. Uh, I don't even know, like a mummy character, a vampire, vampire vampirella dracula <laughs> they got some clown looking thing so i don't know what legends are um but i would think that you would have like the fish monster mm -hmm. but maybe that that's what that little alien thing is i don't know it's just like their version of it so it looks pretty cool i'll post the link so you guys can check out the pictures and the videos and stuff below so uh if anybody of you played Terradrome, i know i have i have it on my computer because it's free Free! 100% free! Free! The first one, not this new one, guys. So they're having a... Um, the game will feature basically 10 characters, uh, 11 if the team hits their stretch goal for their um, for their crowdfunding. Mm -hmm. um, but what they're going to be doing is it's probably going to release an estimate of quarter four of 2019. So probably, you know, at the end of next year. So early access will be available in quarter four of this year. So... If you're interested, you can go and check out the Kickstarter link below. In more movies that need more love and releases on Blu-ray, Kino Lorber is going to be releasing Deep Rising with a brand new Blu-ray 4K transfer. What do you guys think of that? I don't know if any of you know how awesome Deep Rising is, but it is one of the best action horror movies that you will ever watch with some of the worst dialogue, but <laughs> in the most 
amazing way. Treat Williams is in this. Some of the details on this are that it will have audio commentary by director Steven Sommers and editor Bob Duxay. Uh, interview with Wes Studi, actor Wes Studi. Interview with acting Kevin O'Connor and Anthony Held and a bunch of other people. They got the visual effects, John Burton, Van Ling, Brad Proctor, who did some of the special effects, like the practical effects in it, Doug Morrow. Uh, looks like they don't... I was really hoping that it would get some Treat Williams action in this, so it's a little disappointing. Uh, but they're going to have like a reversible Blu-ray uh, art cover, so you can you can slip both in. I kind of like the old one, the original one anyway, uh, but there is. it's always nice to have the option for those. Uh, they're going to have some still behind the scene plus a limited edition o-card slipcase so for those of you who are fans get your dicks out and also your wallets because it's time to buy up <laughs> i have the the only version that they have on blu-ray by the way is like a split with like some other shitty movie that it shouldn't have been with but i don't know i'm excited you've never seen it nope oh my god Brittany. Anyway, guys, check out all the links below for everything that we had. Let me know what you're excited about. I'd love to hear it in the comments section below. But that's it for the news. All right, guys. So now we're going to jump into our flesh and potatoes of Mystics of Bali and House. House from 1977. So buckle the fuck up, take your pants down, and get ready to be penetrated by some amazing horror films. <laughs> And yes, guys, we're back. And I don't know what I was saying before then, but uh, I'm glad you stuck around and made it to this part. So which one do you want to jump to, Brittany? I don't care. Whatever do you, you want me to first. go first? Sure. All right. So I'll do the one that I researched on the most first, which is Mystics in Bali from 1981. The story goes... <laughs> Researching a book that takes you to Bali and the black magic cult of Leek, Kathy meets an evil witch which promises to train her in the dark arts. Tricked, Kathy is turned into a pen and a gala gala No, actually, uh... <laughs> it's Leak. <laughs> it's Leak, yes, Leak. it is Leak. Um... God damn it, Brittany. You ruined everything. I ruined nothing. <laughs> the Penagalan is a beautiful creature, a flying vampire with its internal organs hanging from her neck. It's now up to the local holy men who are enforced to do battle with the forces of evil. Yeah. And that's when things get really weird. And that's when things get weird. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I'm just being silly. Um, <laughs> it was directed by H. Chut Jalil, known for Lady Terminator, which is another exploitation film from Indonesia that's apparently one of the top freakout exploitation films. You should watch that. I'm very interested. I've never seen it, but I've heard of it. Uh, he also did The White Alligator and Satan's Bed. Ooh. Yeah. It's 
It's also based on the novel by the Liak Nagakak. <laughs> I'm sorry if I'm like destroying this, but it's what oh, it's. Oh no, it's going to get so much worse when we get to me. Li- so. <laughs> Liak Nagak. It's N G A K A K. God damn it. I'm sorry, guys. I'm trying here. By Putra Mada. Uh, it's actually a pretty popular novel, I guess, in Indonesia about this whole topic, and we'll get into that more. The cast includes Ilona Agath Bastian, who she was, this was her first feature. She plays Kathy. She's this is pretty much the only thing she ever did, uh, except for some, some sort of uh, work on like a documentary, I think. Fun. Uh, it also stars Yas Santo, who is Mahendra. First feature film for him as well. He was in The Devil's Sword, The Warrior, and The Blind Swordsman. It also stars Sophia W.D. Now, this is the weird part. I'm not really understanding why it's W.D. Um, she plays the old Leak queen. Uh, she was in Lady in a Trap, Age 18, Dr. Feardus, and many movies that I've never heard or could ever pronounce out loud. Um, <laughs> but she has a lot of credits, some of the most, in, this, in the thing. Now, this is the other crazy thing. Uh, this is W.D. Mokhtar, who plays Maquise. And he was in Revenge of the Ninja, Hell Raiders, The Sun, The Warrior, also known as Jaka Sambong, and also age 18, which Sophia, the the, the queen, uh, Liak, uh, was in as well. So it's weird. I don't know what WD means. I'm really confused by that. But, uh, but yeah, that's the cast. Um, so I guess what we'll do now is jump into what Brittany thought of this amazing masterpiece. Basically, what you're going to get from this is a very strange blend between some truly creepy moments or unintentional scenes that literally make you laugh out loud, which I was laughing my ass off for most of this movie. Yeah. Um, and probably in times when you're not supposed to laugh your ass off, but right. I was. So while it's very clear that the budget for this movie was literally the size of a shoestring, they did really well enough with what they had. Right. There's some parts that I'm pretty impressed with what they did. It's completely fucking bonkers. But I've never seen anything like it. So I've literally never seen anything like this movie. Well, so what do you what do you think of like is it just batshit to you? Is it's batshit. Yeah. It's batshit fucking ridiculous. It, it, like both of these movies are batshit fucking ridiculous, right. mind you. But this one I, I'm I'm just like Holy shit, what is happening here? Right, yeah. You know, like it's it's not hard to follow by any means. Well, it end, isn't it but, isn't to me. Yeah, I don't know. I did like it, but like I said, I feel like I was laughing at it more than anything, and that's not the intention. <laughs> right. So, but it was, it's still an interesting movie, and as I stated, there is nothing like this movie. Yeah, and there's really, well, I mean, they, they did do it in a comic once, but. But that doesn't count. I'm yeah. talking about, like, in, in other movies, I've never in my life seen or heard of another horror movie where there's vampires. That are just a floating head with their internal organs hanging from their necks. <laughs> oh, flat. And I'm around. like, I read that like when I first looked up what this movie was about, and I was so excited because I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, that's fucking bizarre. I need to see this shit, right? Right. And, and then you see it, and you're just like, huh. And then it gets real weird. It gets it. There's many. It's weird. real weird. Period. Yeah. But like it, like there's some. We'll get into that when we talk about scenes. But like, there is one scene in particular where I'm just like, I was creeped the fuck out. The entire time the scene was going on, like I, I was laughing so hard prior to that, and then like the next, like instantly, I'm just like, ew. 
<laughs> like, what the hell? And then instantly I go back to, this is stupid. <laughs> like like yeah. I said, it's a really good mixture between super fucking creepy moments and just batshit stupid fucking like over the top. You shouldn't be laughing, but you're laughing because it's ridiculous. Yeah, guys, to moments, give you. So it's fun. Like, just fucking watch it. Like, give, I, I liked it. Give you guys an idea. Just as kind of a movie that you watch while, well, maybe not while eating pizza, but it is a no, beer and choke. pizza kind of like have your friends over and just laugh at weird shit because you're going to see a lot of it here. I mean, not as, I wouldn't say it's as crazy as like something that we watched, which was Boxer's Omen. That probably takes the cake for like. Bat shit. The weirdest, one of the weirdest movies I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, uh, it, it it follows a little bit more of a typical story in this one, right? Uh, than you would find in other weirder films. But it's still it. I don't know. There's it's really laughable in a lot of parts. But there's a lot of history to it because of this movie. The government actually helped fund this movie, so it's interesting to watch what they allowed in this movie and what they weren't allowed to do. Kind of thing. There's a lot of really weird uh, practical effects and somewhat. Kind Kind of creative, um, be it low, low budget, like really low budget, but like air sacks of plastic budget that were just, it was silly. (laughs) There was some really silly silly shit. Yeah, this movie looks older than the second movie we're going to be talking about. And the second movie was made several years prior. Right. When we get into the history, it'll make a little bit more sense to you. But I honestly think if you guys are fans of just odd, weird cult cinema that really didn't get to see the light of day for a lot of people. This is one of those weird, I wouldn't call it gems, but just one of those weird movies that you're just like, yeah, I want to see some weird shit right now. Yeah. And just like hop on a ride. Part of it, a lot of it doesn't even make any goddamn sense. No. Um, Because like there's a girl in this movie. She falls in love with this other guy and she's, she's an American girl who's like, a model, I guess, or something. I can't... Oh, no, she's doing a report. She's writing a book. She's a journalist slash writer, and she's doing a book on black magic. But she's trying to research black magic, and she comes to the conclusion that the only way that she can truly do a real report or book on this subject is if she decides to find the local witch and become one herself. And it's like, what? Like, why the fuck? And like this other guy has happens to have this similar interest in this stuff because his father is like in the arts or his uncle. I can't remember. Uncle, I can't remember. But pretty sure it's his uncle. They fall in love and he takes her to this place, even though during it, he knows it's a bad thing to do and that she shouldn't be there and she shouldn't be alone. So he's like, well, I'll go with you. But she does this stupid thing and he should be like, hey, yo, my unks. He's got like the the haps on the his house and he knows what's down with this magic business and you need to get the fuck out of here girl like <laughs> Exactly like, like that. I don't know man Verbatim. like it's really it's silly. Yeah, it's like this weird back and forth. And they do a lot of like really interesting stuff in it like composite shots like early green screen type shit in this movie. Um same thing with the next movie that we're going to talk about. They do a lot of the similar things, um, but just not as well done. In um, this movie. Yeah, in this one. It, it is a hard sit for a little bit of the time. It is. 
Uh, like it's pretty difficult for a while. There's a lot of laughing in this, and I don't mean from our end. No, that there is that on our end, but it is also in the movie. Like me and Brittany were talking oh. about it earlier, and we were saying that there's probably. She said there was probably like 30 minutes of laughter in yeah. the movie. You timed it. There's probably about 30 minutes of like witch cackling. We might be exaggerating, but even 10 minutes is a lot. Even three, like three minutes, and is not a lot. just like any context, just laughing yeah it's so fucking frustrating it is weird i muted my tv every time <laughs> every fucking time the fucking witch started laughing i'm like nope i just sat there going okay is this gonna it's gonna fucking end is this gonna is she gonna stop laughing no she yeah. laughs like the whole movie it's pretty ridiculous and like first of all like if you know anything about black magic which i i know some but Tons. probably not nearly as much as that girl like what the fuck are you doing going out to a black magic witch and she's kind of a believer or was she trust her too it was kind of like the whole um i guess it was kind of like uh what was the show with Mulder and x files -Files. (laughs) but no but i mean like if you think about it because one of them was kind of a skeptic and one of them wasn't Mm -hmm. but the one that knew about it didn't let her know and it, it just was really weird and convoluted as to where they really stood on the whole topic yeah like do you believe in aliens or not Right, like, Fuck. so the guy who has an uncle who's a part of a witch doctor, who's like a doctor, like a like a witch of black magic. Well, he, like, helped defeat, like, the last Evil fucking one. witch that tried to rise or whatever from doing this shit. Right. So, like, shit was spread down to from to him from his father. Like, he talks about it. So I'm just like... So why so are you the fucking... skeptic? Yeah, like, And why are you taking her out there? Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah, and why was... is she going out there when she should know better? Weird. I don't know. It's a weird, convoluted story. There is some pretty interesting uh, trivia about this, though, that we will talk about, and I'll go over now with you guys. And uh, none of this stuff's really spoilery, so I I could literally tell you this movie from beginning to end, and it wouldn't really ruin anything for you i don't think no like i don't and it's not to say that the movie's bad you get what you you get what you go into for this one right but this movie was made in indonesia but it was uh, directly aimed at the western audience uh to the, they wanted to appeal to america like most films back in the day because uh, they had a bigger audience and they ate that shit up but the problem is is that the story that this is based on is a folklore uh, it's a southern southeast asian folklore and balinese mythology where they incorporated the mythological liak which takes the form of a flying disembodied head with entrails and internal organs still connected and dangling from their neck <laughs> there's like a shit ton of different variations of this legend among the different cultures with it being known as a penagolin penagolin uh, located in the malay peninsula and in the krasu in various indonesian countries including cambodia and laos uh but the the penagolin can be a beautiful old lady or a young woman which who is, they perfectly portray that. Yeah, well, like well, it could be, it could be either or. But they get their beauty from their black magic uh, or some sort of supernatural means. Basically, a demonic magic of some sort. Uh, one can also become a penagallon if they are cursed. The penagallon is usually one that has made a pact with the devil, basically. Some call the flying head with entrails uh, basically just a demon vampire. <laughs> when the head yeah like when the head is basically done sucking out babies from pregnant women or just eating babies or women in general it soaks itself in a vat of vinegar that's next to the bed this is like part of the 
tradition because like i guess the body lays down the head disconnects from the body all the organs get pulled out and when it comes back from its feeding frenzy it dips its organs in the vinegar and it shrinks up the organs and to to be able to fit back into the neck because like it doesn't have any arms guys so how the fuck is it stuffing this shit back in right so it's a little weird that makes perfect sense right uh i was curious about that (laughs) yeah so other other uh, cultures or versions of the folklore say that it was a bathtub of vinegar, but it's always vinegar. So if you smell vinegar, it's not just a douche. It could be a Pentagallon near wow. trying to suck your baby out of your hoo-ha. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lady buffet if I've ever seen one. But women and children usually fall victim to this uh, creature. Great. Oftentimes, the Pentagallon will wait on a roof while a woman is giving birth and uh, screech into the night when it's born. So it's kind of like a warning sign. So if I don't have kids, I'm safe. I guess. Cool. So I'm safe. It's Yeah, it definitely has to do with women and... Well, women and... Fuck children. And children. So you might not be, but... <laughs> What it will do is it will actually extend its long ass tongue into the house and lapped up the afterbirth in blood. Mm. Delicious. <laughs> Anyone that is bitten or touched by the entrails, especially, <laughs> basically will contract a disease called wasting disease or wasting syndrome, which basically causes your muscles and fat tissue to deteriorate. Ew. It's like a form of some sort of like... I would totally take my fat tissue to deteriorate, though. Like, that's cool. <laughs> What's that? Yeah, yeah, well... Like, that's fine. It basically just makes you look malnourished and you die from it. And you cool. Can't, you can't really fight it off. Although there are some people that have had versions of it. Um, there, There's a, a type of HIV wasting away syndrome thing that people have had and they have like medications that they take like they would for HIV. So, but... Makes sense. Uh, yeah cocktail right but most of the stories of this folklore referred to the creatures liking infant blood more right than the women so innocent right hence in the movie there's a specific scene we'll talk about later about that Uh, but some of the stories even state that the creature can pass through walls or ooze up through the cracks of the floorboards of a house even able to move their entrails like tentacles sweet so it's almost like a mix of like vampire and like some sort of weird, um, like Cthulhu like creature, like HP Lovecraft style shit. Yeah, I wish kinda... their budget would have allowed for that because that would have been right. fucking sweet. Well, no one else has really ever done it except for there was an issue of Hellboy where he fights a, a Pentagallon or Penagallon. Yeah, is there really? Yeah, holy balls. But uh, one there of the legends uh, says that the only way to remedy it one of these attacks from these creatures is to basically scatter the thorny leaves of a local plant called a mingquang, basically to snag or puncture the dangly guts <laughs> and like hurt the demon, but it doesn't like really protect the infant <laughs> technically. So some families, what they'll do in, in place of it, they'll actually plant pineapples months in advance under their houses because a lot of the houses in some of these areas and some of these, um, in uh, Indonesia and different places, Southeast Asia, uh, have like houses on stilts. Right. So they bury their, you know, pineapples underneath there. And supposedly that is to try to help 
when they're going to have their baby or whatever. And this is like a practice tradition even today. Uh, they even go as far as to keep a pair of scissors or what they call nut cutters, <laughs> which doesn't sound too fond for me, um, under their pillows because apparently them Penang Gallons, they ain't liking that shit. Yeah, they don't cut, cut organs. I don't, yeah, probably, yeah. yeah. Like trim it from their neck, like beep. There goes your large and small yeah. intestine. There goes your lungs. Snip. There what if you just kidneys. like punctured its lungs and it just? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Like a fucking balloon. <laughs> <laughs> it's all. <laughs> I don't know. If I saw a fucking dangly oh guts coming at me, I would just <laughs> smack it with a bat. I know. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. No, get a pool fucking uh one of the pool fucking nets. You know, like oh yeah, fish it out of a pool. What if it like was flying around and its guts got dangled, like caught around the like fan and shit? It laughed like... so fucking hard. <laughs> <laughs> that was the best part. It was every time the guts smacked into shit, I was fucking dying. Yeah. <laughs> fucking dying. Um, some people say though that if you find a headless body of one of these creatures, that you should turn its body over so that when it comes back to reattach, it will be on backwards, and then you'll know if someone is one of these. That's pretty smart. I guess forward thinking like but then I just immediately picture people who believe in this like finding some decapitated body that has nothing to do with it flipping it over and like being put in prison because they somebody thought that yeah Yeah. you know what I mean like like well we have your handprints and blood all over what is it what is the terminology for something with a corpse necrophilia no that's fucking a corpse Alex I don't know. I know it's it's uh, tampering with a corpse, something like that. I know what it is. It's I have like, no there's idea. There's like a legit term for that shit, but I'm, I can't think of it right now. You so should know it more than me, Brittany. I know. Come back to me in four years when I finish pathology shit. <laughs> I'll tell you. <laughs> but, you know, some more information on this. Apparently in the late 1970s and the early 80s, the Indonesian government actually saw films as a possible source for foreign revenue. They wanted to try to bring in more money. And... As a result of it, they had a lot of low-budget Indonesian exploitation films that made their way out into the world. Uh, some of which that saw us, saw it over here in the in the western side. Some that didn't. Uh, some that didn't even get like um, you know English-speaking names or anything like that. So, uh, but like I had mentioned before, like Lady Terminator was one of those films. So. Originally, the movie was not released everywhere either. So when it first came out, it was just Indonesian and Japanese markets. So we and like I mentioned, we we previously talked about this with Don and Nelly, uh, who had a lot of information about this, and he really wanted to join in on it. But kind of sad he didn't. But yeah, it finally made its way over here, you know, and mm-hmm. it became kind of like a cult film. One of those ones that you get like burned copies of, you know, on VHS or DVD yeah, or whatever, on torrents or something. So, but, yeah, I was amazed I found it on Amazon. Uh, I was like, really? <laughs> oh, you f- yeah, yeah. Oh, you found it on a DVD on Prime, yeah. Oh yeah, no, yeah. No, it was on fucking Prime. Prime streaming. has been knocking them out. Although I will say, guys, if you want to watch this movie, there is a YouTube video of the full movie with uh, Spanish yeah. subtitles. YouTube version's better. Even though it has Spanish subtitles that pop up underneath, it the picture just looks better than the Amazon one because the Amazon one tries to get away with squeezing the movie white, it's like, like full taller. Screen. Yeah, and it, it stretches the picture out to like yeah, so it's fuzzy. But I mean, if you don't have access to YouTube, which would be kind of weird, yeah, um, yeah, Weirdos. it's on there, and I'll try to include the link below if you guys want to check it out. But either way, you can watch it on Prime or there. 
Do you have anything else on that, Brittany? Because I couldn't. I mean, there's not. This was a hard movie to like do research for because there really isn't it that was. much. It really was. I did find two little tidbit pieces of material that I can add in that you didn't already talk about. All right. Um. So speaking of the filming of this movie, we talked about it. Obviously, it took place um, in Indonesia on the island of Java rather than on location in actual Bali. The reasoning for that was um, Hindu locals were too superstitious to allow the black magic rituals shown in the film to actually be performed there. Yeah, they were worried. Which I found to be very interesting. That's funny. They did they did kind of stick to a lot of black magic rituals for filming sort in this movie. Of. In a way, you know They did it in some weird as much funky as they artistic could. thing. Yeah, but I mean as much as they could probably get away with with people right. not taking it too seriously. Um the last bit that I had was the film's lead, Iona wasn't an actual actress prior to the film's production. She was actually a German tourist that was visiting Bali and was chosen by the wife of one of the film's producers to portray the female protagonist. Huh. Which I thought was very interesting. Well, probably because he wanted to appeal to that Western market. Exactly, so they're going to cast an American. (laughs) They're like, oh, this white chick who could be like an American. This pretty white girl, right, who was a German tourist. I think, didn't she play like an Australian? She was not a good actress. Woman? Was she United States or Australian? She was U.S., but US, she, so, yeah. but she's obviously German in real life. Obviously, uh, because she wasn't speaking English. They just no, we watched all the so dub terribly, versions, like yeah. everyone else. That's great. <laughs> 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 like, oh why God. are you dubbing that? Fuck off! <laughs> it's uh, the worst part. You have to give them credit though. Fuck! It was terrible. I hated. No, I don't. You have to give them credit a little bit. I have they're... to give no one credit for that. The laugh track bullshit. I don't know. No I'm just credit. saying, like, can you... I was just like, while I was watching the movie, I kind of got, like, removed from the movie and was, like, thinking about the process of recording the yeah. the voice acting for Agreed. this. Because I was like, there's, like, a lot of really weird shit that goes on in this. So, like, they really had to, like, kind of... I thought the same thing. Yeah. I did uh, the same shit. I especially was like, when they're really, laughing for, like, 20 minutes, I'm you like, know? They really fucking dubbed this shit? Like, are you serious? Yeah. Why? Maybe they did. I I feel like they just did it for like a short sequence for like two minutes and then just replayed that over. There is some pretty cool practical effects in this that I thought I thought was like not necessarily great, but yeah, I I really like the practical effects. So so I thought I thought it was decent for what they had. Exactly for like this obviously very shoestring budget that they had. They did a really good. It was creative. It was creative. So yeah. There are some really cool scenes. Yeah, what did you? What 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 is one of your scenes that the, you like? The first one, the first one, I it was part of the first lessons that she has with the Liak Queen. Okay. And it's a flashback moment, so she's like, I don't know if she's describing it to the guy because I guess he wasn't there, but he was there. Yeah, I think she was explaining it to but him after ex- it happened. Yeah, but she's yeah. explaining it, and then but I don't know if it's like his vision from what he remembers of it but whatever they they transitioned in these weird fucking pig creatures yeah. <laughs> holy yeah. shit like they're these weird balloon-esque like these big fat creepy sausage pig creatures right and they do this like here's the unique thing it's about so this cool is that they like most movies around this time because this is kind of early on you know, the transitioning would have been really difficult and really expensive and had yeah. someone like extremely creative to come up with something. Uh, so a lot of times people would use like claymation or right. some weird shit because it, it, it does seem older than it is. But they use like 
these bags that were like really thin bags that were painted a specific color and it was like they used air to make their face they're, they're pop balloon. out. They're basically balloons. Right. And they like did some editing tricks with it but it was really weird looking and it was like what the fuck was, is going on? It was on? super fucking surreal and creepy and and then she's just like they're like kind of jumping around and then they roll on the ground. And then all of a sudden they turn into actual pigs. Right. And all of a sudden it goes from these weird balloon like pig creature things to like an actual Two actual pigs. Right. Well, because it's like, what the fuck? The way they describe them in the movie is that they're shapeshifters. Right. And they don't. And the folklore that I was looking up didn't really say that, other than the fact that they could shape into like smoke and like ooze through. Right. Which is why I get confused because it's like different ideology that comes behind it. Well, maybe it was just their interpretation. And they do another weird shapeshifting later on too. So I'm just like. Right, yeah, that was a weird... That made me laugh, though. I did, too. Um, there was an earlier part that they had about some tongue and stuff like that that oh, was kind of funny. Oh, my God, yeah, the creepy, long, weird-ass tongue. Yeah, she's, like, forest. talking to her through the fucking tree or whatever. What is that? I don't know. But I was going to bring that one up, but it was so minor, I was like, meh. One of the ones that I thought was really funny is that the, the girl in training, when her head first comes off... <laughs> And flies into the house. She, like, bumps into this maid <laughs> and slams her through a fucking wall, dude. Like, the head just flies in and barely touches her. <laughs> and the maid goes flipping through the fucking wall, dude. Like, like, a table that people right. are sitting at. It's yeah. crazy. Like, I was like, Jesus, calm down, head. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was ridiculous. Like, I was like, fuck! But then, then, this is the fucked up part, guys. Yeah. So, like... The, the, the creature comes through the head, which is the chick, Kathy, who is the American visiting to study black magic and all this other shit. Um, but the, after the, the, the head slams that lady through the wall with the dangly guts, then the head starts huffing on a pregnant woman's hoo-ha till the stomach goes flat. Yeah. And she's just staring at the woman, and the woman's just staring at her as her stomach is descending, and she's basically filling up her... It's super uncomfortable. It is really weird. It's very uncomfortable. Like that whole like scene, I'm just like, I was literally sitting there. I kind of laughed though because it was so ridiculous. It was ridiculous. So it I was doesn't like, look huh, real. This, but... At first I laughed, but then I went, ew. This is <laughs> this is going on for far too long. She's having some uh, like having a cocktail. She's taking Lady Buffet to a new level. <laughs> Get out of there. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. But yeah, that's the scene I was talking about. There's just like so fucking unnervingly creepy. And I'm like, yeah. Well, just her eyes are like so open and like. Because in- right before that. Intently looking at the other woman as her stomach's yeah. coming down. Because right before that is her first like initial, like where her bo- her head separates from her body and all the organs come out. Which the fucking Leak bitch is just like, let me borrow your head for a minute. Burr, burr, burr. And right. Then, and then. Does all that, and so you're laughing so fucking hard because it's so fucking ridiculous. And then her organs are like flapping and smacking onto windows and shit. And it's so fucking stupid. And I was like, what the fuck? And <laughs> well, then all and of a sudden, it, she's eating out a pregnant lady, and then well, sucking they don't out really baby. show like anything. They guys. don't show anything. Like it, it just looks like she's like under a dress or something. Yeah, if I recall, it's not inside. It's like if they had. Like, it's like they had the good taste not to go over the line just a they little did. bit. Yeah, they did. <laughs> But I've never seen a movie where someone sucks a baby out through no. a woman's vagina. Like a fucking head. We'll no, no, not that. just a, so. someone, but like a, a disembodied fucking head organ creature With vampire. Guts. Yeah. Yeah, literally I've never seen that fucking ever happen. <laughs> so that was cool. 
That's the biggest thing I love so much about this movie is I'm just like, I've never fucking seen or heard of that in my life. Right. It's so fucking cool. It was pretty bizarre. It's and, so and it, weird. It adds to the like authenticity of what the fuck in this movie. Yes. I mean, not that it's not. It's, I mean, it's probably the best part in the movie as far as like it's memorable, I guess. Yeah. All of those moments are the best part. Yeah, movie. probably pretty Every much. Every single one of them. There was another part, though. Did you have another one? Um, when they transition into the snakes is really cool. Yes, that was the one I was the other one I was thinking of. And they lay down on the ground. And they're meditating together. And they're meditating together. And all of a sudden, she starts looking like this weird, like... Frog? Frog creature. Yeah, like, like lizard. Human lizard frog thing. And it's super weird because she doesn't... She looks kind of reptilian, but not like a boa constrictor. Yeah, which 70% of this into. transition is like her face. Yeah. And it doesn't look like a snake at all, guys. So, if you guys remember like the Kylie Jenner challenge that was a couple years ago, <laughs> where, where everybody looked like they had blown out buttholes for lips... <laughs> Ridiculous. That's exactly what happens. Like, she gets this weird, and she looks, it reminds me of, like, the duck things, like, from, it's not, I don't know. Oh, yeah, no, it looked like. You know what I'm talking about? It kind of looked like Howard the Duck from the old movie. Yeah, it it really did. It totally completely reminded me of Howard the Duck, and I was just like, what the hell? But it's like (laughs) a fleshy Howard the Duck, weird reptilian, but lizard-like reptilian thing, right? And then all of a sudden, they turn into these boa constrictors. Very poorly, by the Very way. poorly. It's terrible. It is really terrible. And, but, I but mean, yeah, what are you going to do? They, they spent so much time on the face yeah. that it made no sense of the body. They should have just shown it the looked, feet, like, wiggling cool. or they something. Did, they did, to, like, slowly do the transition with the body, which was really cool. But, again, it looks It was a little too slow. It doesn't look snake-like. It's not boa constrictor. It's very lizardly. And the funny thing is, is that the head the entire time stays the same shape. <laughs> yeah. Until the very end of the transition where it gets smaller into a snake. And then they're like two boa constrictors going into a fucking Which, mouse hole. That's a challenge. So cool for them. Oh, oh my oh, God. She, you forgot to I have s- another one. Yeah, uh, wait, that's wait. the one. That's wait, the no, one. I get to tell oh, this one. Oh, fuck you. Okay, go ahead. But, but go what ahead. after they after they eat the, um, they oh. go into the hole and you never really understand anything. And the next thing you know, you see Kathy back in her bed because she's living at this like side house that this Mahinder guy is like paid her, like, for. boyfriend. Yeah, he's like this rich like entrepreneur. Um, he works or something and makes a lot of money and he yeah. just buys her everything. So he got her this, ho- he got her this place to stay. And uh, she wakes up and pukes up mice and green shit in front of him. And the funniest goddamn thing is what he says after it. And he was just like, oh, you must have eaten something bad, huh? Yes! Like, what the fuck? <laughs> I lost like my she was shit. like last night I dreamt I was eating of I saw a table of delicacies <laughs> and and somehow I was eating them and I wake up and puked mice and he's like well it must be having a bad day I guess I well let's go back to bed dude like what I was no, like she just this bitch mice just puked three live fucking mice and that's your reaction are you fucking <laughs> kidding me I was so pissed off like, it was really weird I was like are you serious like that transition I don't know if it's like bad dubbing 
I don't but know. But I feel like it's not because the context is very short in that conversation. So I feel like it's not bad dubbing. I'm like, at first I'm like, that's just bad dubbing, right? Like, that's just bad. Like, there's no, no fucking way in it's, hell. It's bad writing. That he's not going to fucking comment on the fact that she just threw up three live mice. And he's just going to be like, whatever. You probably ate some Right. Like, like, picture this, guys. Deal. I'm like, that's three live mice, motherfucker. Like, are you serious? <laughs> picture this, guys. Like, imagine if you woke up next to your significant other and they puked up mice on the floor. How calm would you be if that happened i would not be you would be going to the hospital immediately yes, immediately because either she's dying or something is well, very bad i'd collect the mice and probably wash them because mice are cute <laughs> and i'd be like poor babies and then we'd go to the hospital <laughs> i'd put them in the microwave and go to the hospital fuck you <laughs> you're a horrible person i would never do that <laughs> <laughs> the only other thing I could say is probably that, you know, we, we're not going to spoil anything, but honestly, guys, just watch the movie because you're not going to watch it because of the, the fucking tense fucking story. Uh, you're just going to watch it because of some of the odd shit. But yeah. there is a big battle at the end that was pretty silly. Oh, can we talk about the fireballs? Oh, yeah. What the fuck was that? <laughs> that was embarrassing. It's crazy, like, what the hell? <laughs> Okay. It was embarrassing. So to paint the picture, okay. So Kathy goes to this witch doctor or this this <laughs> this cult leader slash black magic queen, the Leah the Leah queen. queen, and she is like apparently had a run in with another good black magic person. She's not which, that good. Which really doesn't yeah. make any goddamn sense to me. No. Uh, but maybe there's, you know, there's a gray area when it comes to black magic. <laughs> uh, and there's different sects of uh, black magic. Yeah, there's but, not so evil and super evil. Right. So so apparently this other guy finds out that she's been using this black magic and getting her power back. And he doesn't like that. So they both turn into big old balls of fire. Literally balls of fire <laughs> like on string. Like on wire, guys. <laughs> And and at one point when these two they're like making voiceovers for this they're like ah! so and they and they slowly pound into each other as the you know cranes are hanging the balls <laughs> like it's the most ridiculous thing and the wire you can see it like it time. looks it wraps around each other so that the two wires are now entangled and they slowly pull the the sticks apart so that the balls come back the other way and it's like so obvious it's so silly it's so good <laughs> it's so good like it's so bad that it's amazing i was laughing but it's at just that like the whole time it's like there are these comedy fireballs fighting each other for like 10 minutes i mean it was a, you, you gotta remember guys it's this so is misplaced and fucking ridiculous this is so old it's 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 exemplary that they tried yeah uh, as well as they did <laughs> and came across with it because they just wanted to make the movie <laughs> no, they did a fucking solid job so i don't want anybody to think we're talking shit about no, it no like, but i mean it is ridiculous budget they did a really fucking good job and it's still like to this day holds itself very well it's one of the large it's actually the first um, horror production from Indonesia from Indonesia uh, yeah, like for, by the government straight horror that right. specifically marketed to us the western market the western market and like, they did a well really I don't know job. if we were just western they, they, they consider everything west well West. The more west you go, the westerner it gets. Probably mostly to the United States, <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because we're all fucking batshit crazy people. Right. So they're like, "Oh, these Americans are gonna love but this shit." The weird thing to me, though, is just as a side note, um, 
it, it, we wouldn't know anything about this history of these like creatures. So it didn't really make sense to me until I actually did research, research on, on it. it. And then it made a little bit more sense because they don't really explain what it is. It's right. just like, hey, black magic, things happen. We don't know why. Suddenly her head comes off. I don't know. Right. Whatever. It made more <laughs> sense to me when I looked deeper into it. Right. So I feel like you you probably should do that if you wanted to make a little more sense to you. But right. it is a fun movie to bring all of your like get some of your friends together that appreciate fucking weird horror films or weird and watch films it. And it's in on general. Prime, guys, and YouTube. So it's you can on watch Pri- it. Yeah, it's on. If you have Amazon Prime, is on Prime for free. If you don't have Amazon Prime, then watch it on fucking YouTube. For I will watch like, it on YouTube. Get your friends together. Don't be eating while you're watching it because you're probably gonna choke. If you're drinking, it's fine. You'll spit stuff out. Like, it's, it's in English. No subtitles too. So it's horribly dubbed and it is amazing. <laughs> it's better it's that way. So I think. badly dubbed that it's great. <laughs> like just watch it. But we did have another movie that we wanted to talk about. We kind of went long-winded on that one. So it's fine. It was a good movie. We got uh, another movie that Brittany did, and you want to go ahead and kick it off? All right. So the next movie we're going to be talking about is House or Haosu in Japanese, which was released in 1977. The story goes, a schoolgirl travels with six classmates to her ailing aunt's creaky country home and comes face-to-face with evil spirits, a demonic house cat, a bloodthirsty piano, and other ghoulish visions. <laughs> this film was directed by, good God, fucking forgive me, because I'm going to butcher the shit yeah, out good of luck. all these names. Good luck, Brittany. Thanks a lot, Alex, for picking these fucking movies. <laughs> hey, you picked this one in particular. I did so. pick this one in particular, but you picked it to watch. So, <laughs> big old fucking burp. I'll, I'll, hold on, let me, let me pull it up just so I can try to help you here. So, it was directed by Nobuhiko Abuyashi, who also directed The Visitor in the Eye, the Aimed School and The Reason and a million of other fucking movies. I just picked the ones that I could translate to English. <laughs> so you guys would know what I was talking about. It was also written by Chiho Katsura, who did the screenplay, who also did The Deserted City, Harmageddon, Genma Tyson, and Adventurer Kamikaze. And it was also written by Chigumi Abayashi, who wrote the original story. This is the only credit. It's their idea. Right. Which I think we get into later. Yes, we do. Super fun. That's in the trivia. Anyways, this movie stars Kamiko Ikigami, who plays Gorgeous, who is also in The Geisha, A Chaos of Flowers, and The Man Who Stole the Sun. It also stars Kumiko Oba, who plays Fantasy, who was in Red Dead Wagon 20, Bloody Requiem, which is a TV movie. And Village of Doom. She's not in a lot of stuff. A lot of these actresses are not in a lot of films. Right. Um, it also has Miki Jinbo, who plays Kung Fu! Yeah. <laughs> who is also in The Possessed and Women Who Do Not, who do not Divorce. I picked American titles for movies that these women are in. Um, if they're in anything outside of that, it's all mm-hmm. in Japanese. Yeah, that's. And I mean, it hasn't been converted to anything in English. It just depends if it's like a popular movie. I'll you know try to struggle right. through it. So that's kind of why I went with that because the to me I'm just like I'm not I don't want to butcher this shit any more than I'm already butchering it. So yeah, it also stars I Matsubara who plays Prof or Professor who was in the Shogun TV movie and miniseries. And was also in The Visitor in the Eye. It also has Ariko Tanaka, who plays Melody, which is, this is her only credited film, period. This is it. Huh. It also has Maiko Sato, who plays Mac. Sato. Who, Sato. 
Um, Sato. It could be Sato. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like Sato <laughs> is more accurate. I'm just Who's, giving you shit. Fuck you. <laughs> Who's also in Young People, Wahori Days, and Delusional Detective, which is a TV series. <clears throat> and last but not least, it has Masayo Miyako, who plays Sweet, who is also in The Visitor in the Eye. Right. So obviously there's a common theme here. Yes. Um, <laughs> with that movie, because <laughs> it's directed by the same person, starring three of the same people. Blah, blah, blah. Anywho. Um, so, Alex, I would really love to hear what your opinion was on this movie, because I fucking loved it. So, um, I really want to know what you thought about this absolutely fucking batshit Japanese comedy I, horror. I, I enjoyed it, but I don't think it's for everybody. Uh, it is a super artistic, kind of odd, everything is so insanely happy, silly, and overacted kind of movie. So, they're, the characters are kind of really diverse, which I really appreciated. All the characters were named after their specific traits, pretty much. Uh, there's like, you know, Melody plays music, Mac eats a lot, the professor is smart, nerdy one, Fantasy lives in a dream world, which pretty much the other kids use against her to drive the story plot a little bit. Uh, gorgeous is pretty, kung fu, well, you get the point. Right. Uh, you know, basically. Uh, the movie has a, it's a lot in common with other movies that I may have, that may have bitten off of it a little bit. Um, <laughs> one of them, anyway. The it, I feel like it has a lot in common with, like, upbeat musicals yeah. of the day. So, like, there was, even though there was no singing, it sort of reminds me of The Sound of Music. Uh, it also reminds me of Takashi Miike's movie called The Happiness of the Katakuras. Um, it's got that, like, sort of fun, polished backdrops that are really joyful and the music is happy and everybody's overacting to give it that sort of uh, weird kind of like you're watching a play or a musical thing. I, I don't know what it is, but after that, the house comes alive, kind of like uh, a Pee-wee's possessed playhouse <laughs> in, in happy hell perfect uh, but the the ant in the house start eating people which is and i was really like unsure what the fuck was why this was happening and they don't really explain it although they have some sort of weird thing at the end to kind of symbolize why but it doesn't make any fucking sense to me um uh, but you know basically weird shit flies around happy music is played and people die smiling in most of these weird absurd and bloody ways so it's it's like even a child could watch this movie in a way even though it's like freaky as shit yeah i wouldn't have a child watch it yeah but i'm just saying sleeping in your bed for like five years maybe but i'm just saying it's not done in a scary way right like it's not intentionally scary right it's just because everybody that's dying is almost having like an orgasm. Yeah. It's really weird. It is weird. Um, but it's like super artistic. They got a lot of really old like composite shots, like things floating around. Really abstract fucking like eccentric, weird fucking like creation weird. I don't know how to explain it, man. It's like it's like a fucking painting jump off the wall and just like like some weird Victor Van or like some sort of Van Gogh fucking popped off the wall yeah. and fucking just came to life. Yeah, I agree. This movie looks so much more current than 1977, which is so fucking is bizarre weird. to me that this was done in 77 because it seems so current. Right. Um, or at least much more current, like at least like late 80s, early 90s at the latest that I can push it, not the 70s, you know, right. and it, it, it feels so much fresher and new especially when you look at it and you watch it in comparison to Mystics in Bali. Right. 
and Mystics in Bali came out several years after. Well, that's just absurd trying to be horror. Yeah. Um, and this is like... This is horror comedy. Yeah, I don't know what it is. It's a horror comedy slash just batshit fucking I didn't feel like uncomfortable crazy. or scared know. or like... No, not at any point. It was just too happy to be scared. It was like if the Muppets caught fire and they were smiling and dancing. Yeah, it was fun. I don't know. <laughs> I, I had a fucking blast the entire time. And to, I have to give Mouse credit on this because mm. he instantly... Like, they met with the fucking watermelon salesman before they even go to the house. Right. Mouse makes this, like, crazy assumption, and I'm just like, what? How do you get that out of this? And then I can I can kind of see where he got it, because yeah, where my mind went, but I didn't think it would go that far. I knew as soon as I saw her, and, and like, the first instance happened. Yeah, he knew before that, and I'm yeah, like, Yeah, I kind of knew that there was something odd with her, and why would they be going there, and I knew that there yeah. was, it's because they were painting it so happy. Like, I felt like her letter was weird. Yeah, it was a little weird, too. And But it still... But I chalked that up to bad dubbing, so... <laughs> and even, even still, like, with all of that, like, you still don't really understand what and why her grant, her aunt would do this. And, right. And, and what powers made her have that kind of power. But really, it is like Pee-wee's Playhouse in hell. Yeah. But, like, in a happy way. Like... Yeah, I agree. Sodomy! <laughs> like, like you know, I don't know how yeah. to explain it. <laughs> Today's secret, right? Oh, sodomy. Today's yeah. secret, right? <laughs> I can't even attempt That's that. pretty close. Yeah. It's not that bad. <laughs> um, So I do have some interesting trivia on this movie. Okay. So this film came following the success of the American film Jaws. Right. A proposition came from the Toho Film Studio for the director, Nobuhiko Abayashi, to develop a similar script. So to find inspiration... <laughs> what? Right. I know. I know. It sounds fucking batshit, but at the same time, it kind of makes sense. Because Jaws is kind of crazy, right? It is, but it isn't. I mean, they're not American, so maybe to them it's fucking yeah, batshit, but... Jo- so the, what, 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 I Jaws mean, is their fucking inspiration. Just let me, let me just like make a, a statement before you get into it, because... All I can think of is like, okay, first of all, Jaws is one of the first movies that ever made people scared to go in the water. Uh, it terrified people. It, right. it scarred people. And then I'm thinking, <laughs> like, what is he trying to say that if you enter into a house? I don't. I think so. Like, is that what he was trying to do? Yes. Like, this? I feel like that's what it is. You enter into this strange home or like a, a I, strange family member's house or whatever. Like, I, I can I can understand where they would be coming from. Right. Okay. Well, I, I just think it's more leaning towards something like the visit. Yeah. No, I, I where agree. Where you're going to see your old aunt. <laughs> Jaws is a stretch. Right. But again, yeah. this is in the 70s. <laughs> okay. The visit wasn't a thing yet. Yeah, this has never been done. This movie is bad shit, too. It is bad shit. Completely. Yeah. So, to find inspiration for the story, Obayashi discussed the ideas with his preteen daughter, Chaigumi Obayashi, who I mentioned earlier is credited right. as the original story writer for okay. this film. Several of her ideas were actually included in house, such as the reflection in the mirror attacking the viewer. The watermelon being pulled out of the well, appearing like a human head, and a house that eats girls. Other themes that Chaigumi suggested actually drew upon her own childhood fears. Hmm. And those were the pile of futons falling on her that felt like a monster attacking her. Okay. A large, loud clock at her grandparents' home, which was one of my favorite scenes. Yeah, it was a cool one. And getting her fingers caught in between the piano keys. 
Okay. And I was like, holy shit, this bitch wrote this movie. <laughs> right? Like, I lost my fucking mind. But in to go into a little bit deeper of the story, where the ant comes into play and the whole concept between this love lost kind of... Yeah, why don't we give them a little bit of a heads up as to what happened in the story? Right. Okay. So, so like, first of all, guys, there's this girl who's a really pretty girl named Gorgeous. She's at school getting pictures taken of her by her friend who is calling her Gorgeous, and they're, like, really super close, and it's this cute thing. She's, like, waiting on her dad to come home from, uh, where was he? Italy. Italy, that's right, because he was doing some business over there. And he brings home this woman who's going to be her new mom, which I thought was really pushy, by the way. Yeah. Like, hey, by the way, deal with it. Your mom's dead. Guess what? This is your new mother. Like, they would never do that nowadays. Yeah, and then she floats in like like a fucking fairy. Right. Like, this flouncy bitch. I'm like, fuck you. So they were supposed to go on this (laughs) vacation for a week because it's summer break or whatever the fuck it is. Spring break. Spring, Yeah, like spring, summer, whatever. Right. It's basically this time where they have a whole week to together and he brings home this hussy and uh <laughs> this really pretty woman this angelic ass hussy yeah. but she's a hussy <laughs> she's a fucking hussy but uh so <laughs> i'm just being in the i'm getting no, into character fine. i'm not even touching you <laughs> um so the the daughter gets really upset and cancels the plans to go on this vacation with her dad and decides to go visit her aunt because she's looking through old pictures of her mom directly after and finds one of her sister and figures well you know what's the next best thing next to mom than the woman who is my her sister so the last time she saw her was like 10 years ago but you find out something later on so she goes there looks exactly like her mom only with white hair, and she's in a wheelchair. Right. And all of her friends come with her because all of her friends were supposed to go on this vacation with her and her dad because her dad's like no, this cool guy. No, they were supposed guy. to go to a fucking training camp. Karasawaki. With that teacher. Right. <laughs> yeah, So, that, but they eventually ended up getting to go there because they couldn't go to the training camp. Right, so they both had their plans his, canceled. His sister was yeah. having a baby. Right. So they couldn't go to that cabin or what the fuck ever it was. They were going to do this weird training camp with one teacher and seven young girls. Well, we know what happens after that. fucking creepy. That would have been an entirely different horror story. Right. That would have been a weird, or, uncomfortable porno. Yeah. <laughs> Very oh, this had some elements in it, by the way. It did. It was weird. But anyway, so Brittany's going to so, kind of fill you in a to, little bit. To like add on to that a little bit, though, like there's this story where... That she touches on when she talks about her aunt, um, that her aunt had a fiancé who she was going to marry, but he had to go to war. Right. And then he never returned from the war. That's right. So the whole story is that the aunt has stayed in this house this entire time and refuses to believe that the fiancé died. died. Right. And that he's going to come back. So that, that this plays to the end of the film, but this plays to what I'm going to talk about, too. Um, so just so you guys have a little bit of a backstory. Um, but Obayashi incorporated or tried to incorporate themes of the atomic bombings of Hiroshima and Nagasaki into the script. He was born in Hiroshima himself and lost all of his childhood friends from the bombings. Wow. So Obayashi applied these themes with the plot element of the woman's ghost waiting for her lover's return from World War II. The woman's bitterness about the war turns her into an evil spirit that devours the girls who were unaffected by the bombings. 
Oh, uh, so it was a revenge. is this beautiful, kind of twisted-ass fucking revenge story. Right, like, and at the end, it even makes more sense now. It absolutely does. But but I didn't like it. I didn't either. I didn't like the ending It thing. felt so disconnected from the rest of the film. Like, it should be connected, but it's not. It's like, guys, it's imagine if you go to a restaurant, you're like, I'm going to go get a steak, you know, because I love steak. <laughs> and when you go in there, they bring out this thing, and you eat it, and then you find out by the end of the movie that it wasn't steak, it was actually fish and you're just like what yeah what yeah it felt so wrong it was weird i mean and it's weird. not wrong like, it's his they, interpretation they tried but... to they tried to tie it in as best as they could at the end but again it felt very disjointed so right. it didn't work very well with the story um none of the seven young actresses who we talked about a little bit right who portrayed the group of friends who visit the house were actually trained film actresses the young they ladies, were good. They were very good. They were actually models who had worked with the director making advertisements and commercials because this was oh. his first actual credited feature film. Right. Because um, before that, he did Japanese commercials right. and advertisements okay. primarily. And the girls who visited the house, you talked about a little bit briefly, um, are all named after their predominant attributes, which are looks or personality traits. So we talked about English language name, trans, like, Trance over, crossover, whatever. Right. Which was gorgeous, fantasy, kung fu, melody, sweet, and prof, short for, short for professor, prof, wow, professor. Short for professor, <laughs> and Mac, right. which is short for stomach. Right, which I don't because get. Because they call her the fat girl the entire time. Right, which she's really not. She's not at all. She's almost the same size as the rest of them. And but, I'm like, you Jesus, know, leave 70s. Alone, she's got an appetite. Fuck I've, you guys. I've noticed that in Japanese movies, like if anybody's just like slightly, like over here in America, it's like we have <laughs> like a better, uh, we're, we're more forgiving of it, I guess, than I guess over in Japan because a lot of movies are like that. I well, always they really are. That fat trope is like a, is, is like a real thing out there, I it guess. Is. You know, it really so. is. It's sad. I've got two last bits of information for you. Okay. And then we can move on to our favorite scenes. Okay. Uh, the script for House was actually greenlit shortly after being presented to Toho, but no directors at Toho were interested in directing the film as they felt that it was going to end their career. Wow. Obayashi proposed that he would direct it, but was turned down originally as he was not a staff member of Toho at the time. Oh. So House didn't actually start filming until two years after the script's completion. And House represents Obayashi, obviously, as I said, he this represents his first feature film debut. Gotcha. So between the project being given the green light by Toho and the film being completed, Obayashi produced several successful projects based on the story. He actually turned the story into a commercially successful manga, radio drama, and spun off a number of product tie-ins before the film was ever released. Interesting. Which is fantastic. Yeah, I didn't know there was a he manga. He found a fucking way to market the shit out of this movie. Before they could even make it, and finally, they allowed him to fucking direct it, and they released it July 30th in 1977 in Japan, distributed wildly by Toho. Damn. Yep, and then America and the Criterion Collection didn't pick it up on Blu-ray and DVD until October of 2010. Yeah. Bam. I remember is. when it first but came out. it was out. Criterion Collection that picked it up. So right, which is good, yeah. Good well, them. it definitely, I feel like it belongs there because it is so unique and artistic. Like, Agreed. Uh, there is really it not many things like it. Like I said, Pee Wee's Playhouse, which is not a good thing. Sound of Music. Oh, fuck you, I love Pee Wee's Playhouse. But I'm just saying for those that are like thinking art, no, I know you're they're saying. not thinking Pee Wee's Playhouse. Pee Wee's Playhouse, Playhouse. Yeah. yeah. 
But it's like Pee Wee's Playhouse, The Sound of Music, and uh, The Happiness of the Kitsakuras had a baby. They had this big orgy and fucked each other's mouths and bodies. <laughs> and then they just had this weird happy Jesus. happy house movie. <laughs> so, Alex. I'm sorry. On that note, <laughs> why don't you tell me your favorite scene first? Uh, well, your first favorite scene. I only wrote down three. But we already talked about one of them. We did. So we talked about the head flying out and attacking fantasy and like biting her on the ass. And then the head flies away and pukes up all the red liquid of Mac Attack that we drank. Mac Attack. (laughs) It pretty much was the same color, guys. Like, no joke. Yeah, it really was. Like, the horror shot we did. I was super spot on with that shit. Like, can we we talk about how good I was with that? That was a good idea, Brittany. Yeah, it works. I've had two. Two good shot ideas. Wait, did you in a pull row? this from another recipe though? No. Okay. I thought of it myself. All right. Well, good job. Two good shot ideas in a row. Yeah, I mean, this one was a little weird because it felt like it was separating the two styles, but I still like it. Shut up, Alex. I'm not trying to be picky. Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> but to to pick up on uh, one of the other favorite scenes was definitely the piano eats melody. Uh, <laughs> it, it's extremely weird, happy, and kind of unsettling. With limbs a popping, dancing, and flailing a pl- plenty. It's amazing. While her disembodied head is floating around sometimes, smiling and laughing. And, and like her limbs are like, she's like fighting. It's like her body's getting sucked in through the piano keys part. But then like you see her leg kicking out like and flying around. And it's fucking, that's some weird ass shit. It's amazing. Like that entire like montage of her getting eaten <laughs> by the piano is so cool. Dude, if you're on acid, you would have a bad time. You'd be have, you would have a bad time. <laughs> but leading up to that moment, though, was this beautiful moment where like they're doing that weird piano song they've been playing the whole time. Right, but it's God. like the cat version. And they show the cat in like slow motion. Like, meow, meow, meow. And I'm like, oh my God! Like, yeah. It was so stupid. But I laughed so hard. Well, at one point in time, they see that the I fucking died. I was laughing so fucking hard. Doesn't doesn't her fingers like just start playing it? Like her fingers are dancing yes, around it was on the so keys. So good. I love that and fucking it, part. Like the cool thing, guys, is is when you watch a movie. Typically, you see the actress or or actor 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 uh, his. <laughs> you see them play, but you never see their hands touch the keys, like. She feel I felt like she was legit playing. Yeah. And even the fingers that they were doing to push down the keys and stuff. This was like some seriously like early like chroma key slash fucking green screen type shit going on. It was on. really cool. I don't know how they did it, but it was really cool and it was spot on. Like every note was exactly the note that it was. Right. When she was playing and when the pieces of the body were playing it. Yeah. So I was a little like, wow, they took some time into this. It was incredible. Yeah, it's really good. I absolutely loved it. First of all, like one of the things I think about now is this is this guy's first film, right? How in the fuck did he shoot this film and think to himself, oh, well, this is what we'll do. Right. Like, how would you do that? Yeah. Where was his brain prior to this moment? You know what I mean? I'm like, what kind of things could he have done? It's his, Yeah, but like it's his first film. This is his film. debut feature film. Yeah, you know? like you like, don't know the inner workings of a film and how to make it and put it together and everything like that exactly. But his daughter pretty much wrote it. Yeah, so. but, but even still, all the like special effects that they used so in this movie cool. is, is 
is kind of cutting edge for it, its time. It really time. is. So, I mean, like, seeing it happen, I was just like, huh. Yeah, for 77. Okay, 70 fucking seven, you guys. Like, Well, that's old for you, not me. That's it's whatever. old. Like, it's old, <laughs> older for me. It's not old. It's older for me. But still, this is like, that's it's pretty fucking amazing. It's pretty like, cutting What edge. they accomplished is astonishing in comparison like look at how many films in america were filmed in the 70s like in that same year horror films that are shit in comparison to their effects right well it was very uh it was trying to be ahead of its time it was and they were this film still holds fucking true to the test of time in my opinion so it like it completely looks legit now it looks so good like it doesn't look fake or forced or super cgi like it looks fucking cool and it looks believable. It's silly as all hell. Oh, it's just creative. It's that way, so yeah. silly, but it's so fun, and it just a lot still of it doesn't look cool. real. Like you can no. t- like none of it really. Well, some of the some of they it do looks some legit. practical effects in it. Yeah, they look. Re- it looks really good. Like her, like swimming around or dissolving into that sea of blood or whatever. Right. Like, it looks really cool. Like so, I don't know. But the scene that I loved probably the most um, was when they see sweet. Sitting in, sitting behind or inside of this big grandfather clock. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it starts bleeding. Right. And I can't remember if it's, I think it's fantasy that's apologizing to her the whole time. Like, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. And it, this clock is just starts profusely bleeding. Like, it starts very slowly and then it increasingly bleeds and bleeds and bleeds. And then, like, they change color schemes right like in between each moment so it starts to look kind of green it starts to look kind of blue but it's just and blood. she's just staring and she's staring she has this blank fucking look on her face but she's still alive she's still breathing like she's still there and this girl's been vanished by the way she's disappeared for a while at this right. point and so this fa- i believe it's fantasy is is seeing this whole thing and she's apologizing to her so it's like tugging at your heartstrings at the same time and then you just see this like increase of blood just spewing down this fucking grandfather clock and it is a beautiful scene artistically stunning it yeah. looks so good and i, it I cool, loved yeah. it so much like it was just fan fucking tastic to me like that's my favorite scene in the whole movie to be yeah honest. no i mean uh, i had a lot of scenes i loved but that was my favorite the, the ones I, the specific ones that we pointed out here i think are probably some of the best the ending was kind of cool up into <laughs> the the weird this is what it's all about moment where it talks there about was, <laughs> love and forgetting people and stuff there was another funny one before that though with mr toho oh the bananas the banana thing, scene yeah. That, yeah, I'm not going to ruin even that. Show it. They didn't even show it. They didn't, it. but I just still I don't want to ruin it. Like I, you guys need to watch it because you need silly. to see the banana scene because it's First fucking of all, hilarious. I want to know who the fuck that watermelon dealer is selling watermelons to. Right in the first place, How in the middle stay in business? of in the middle of fucking nowhere. There's no one there. Right. Like who are you selling your fucking watermelons to, fool? Yeah, it was it was really strange. It made me really want. Dude, a I was though. there was like one part in the mo- in the movie that I was like, they're gonna break out in song. Totally. And they didn't. Almost all of the movie. Because, like, like, the music was, like, ready to do it. Yeah, I was like, this is a musical. This is going to turn into a musical, and I'm going to get pissed. <laughs> and it didn't. Well, so. you need to watch Happiness of the Katakuras. It's pretty funny. I actually, if you guys like, like that, if you like... I fucking hate musicals. So. If you've seen this movie and you like that kind of weird shit, the, the, the Happiness of the Katakuras has got all kinds of weird shit like it. And I would be hard-pressed to think that Takashi Miike had not been influenced by the movie Halsu. After seeing oh, this. Oh, yeah. 
hard pressed. It really, it's not about a house attacking things or anything, but just the style and weird shit that he does is just very similar. Uh, but yeah, guys, it's a, it's a trip. It's a trip. It's a fucking acid trip. It is a fucking, a movie. Don't, don't watch it on acid. <laughs> do not. You know, cause all of our listeners, you know. do not watch this movie on acid. <laughs> Please don't. If you do, we're not fucking responsible for you or what you do or what happens <laughs> well, to you I ain't responsible afterwards. for nobody. You well, do yeah, your we're own responsible damn thing. for nothing, but I mean, like for real, we warned you. What did you think, though? What do you think of the two? Obviously, this one. This is my favorite. Yeah, yeah. House was my favorite in comparison to the two. House is my favorite. They're both really I, they're weird. They're both really weird and just like, they are so fucking fun and original in their own ways. Right. But this one's just a little bit better. But House grabs you from start to finish. And yeah. that's the biggest difference is there's so much wasted time in Mystics in Bali that I I feel like they they should have expanded more on it, but they didn't. It was a, It was lost. And I love the concept of that movie. As I already stated, it is so original. I have never seen anything like this before. It is super different. Right. But it was fucking boring. Yeah. Half I the understand. movie is just a fucking snore fest. Yeah. So I, I can't. And I, Compare, I appreciate yeah. it. Don. <laughs> like, <laughs> I appreciate well, this movie so much. Didn't and he say that he didn't like the movie at all? I feel like you're, you might be right. but Pretty just sure a lot case, of these movies. This was like one of the second ones he saw when he first saw Asian Just in film. case, even if you liked it. But I, I think you should definitely both check them all out. Well, yeah, watch them. them. Like, obviously watch Mystics in Bali with friends. Have some drinks. Right. Don't eat any food because you're going to choke on it. Because you're going to laugh at parts you shouldn't <laughs> be laughing at. But have some drinks. Have some whiskey on fucking ice. Have Don't a baby be a colonic. Bitch. Have a whiskey on ice. <laughs> have a baby colonic. Fuck you. You're disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a fetus. <laughs> anyway. That's what it feels the like. the placenta. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, all right. That's enough. Yeah. Um. People eat that. Can you believe that? It's gross. All right. Um. But yeah, I mean, fucking watch, watch it with some friends. Drink a little bit. It's going to be... More entertaining than you think it's going to be. It is honestly, I laugh so fucking hard in this House movie, Su- but probably shouldn't have. But Hausu is so much fun by your fucking self with your significant other, with a group of friends when you're shit housed, with a group of friends when you're fucking sober. It doesn't matter. It is fucking hilarious, ridiculous, and you're gonna have a good time. I don't know if it's like intentionally hilarious. It's and- not. <laughs> But it it is funny inadvertently at the very least. Yeah, I don't know if it's and there's some funny but... stuff that happens in it that's very quirky. It's very childlike in a lot of ways. It absolutely is. That's why I say when I say that it is not necessarily a horror movie in the sense that you could let your children watch it is that it is done in a way that is very Harry Potter esque yes. and like magical, but also kind of dark and fucked up at the same time. And he meant so, that. Yeah, it is. It's like a weird mix and mash of. You could tell that it's written by him and a child because, uh, yeah, there's yeah. T- you can see the two different worlds colliding in this movie. He didn't want it to seem too realistic. He wanted it to seem childish, obviously, right. because his preteen daughter helped him write the fucking movie. That's why everything's so, laughing and silly and yeah, and fun. It's still fun. Yeah. You know, it's not necessarily like you're not going to fucking scream or cry or get no. creeped out necessarily it's just about weird. it, but it's it's really fucking weird. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you guys think? Have you guys seen these movies? Which one do you prefer over the other? We'll be asking you in the comment section of any of our social media, any of our posts, including the Long Live the Void episode posts. You can write in there. Um, 
But yeah, I think that's it for this week's episode. Uh, of course, if you haven't already, you can always follow us at the any of our social media on our longlivethevoid.com website. You can also check out and sign up for the BTV VIP Club where you can get uh, entered into a contest. Plus, also let you know when we're putting out an episode. So it's always good. So, but. But yeah, other than that, guys, thank you so much for coming by this week. And as always, stay weird, monsters. Tune in every